0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sound and Worship Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well this week. I am recording this episode very, very close to the release date, which uh, can be a little bit challenging, but I'm kind of up for the challenge tonight. Uh, I actually am recording this on a Sunday night, and that is because I have two little children (laughs) who don't give me a lot of time uh, to record in quietness, but now is the time so now is when it's going to happen but i'm very very thankful for my children and their loudness today i want to talk about sound and worship i I realize that's something that i've never taken the time to just make an episode about the resources at sound and worship and maybe even talk about you know the goals of sound and worship and um you know what what I would like to see happen with Sound and Worship, how I would like it to grow, and how you guys, I really want y'all to be a big part of it. Um, that's That's been the goal. Uh, so let's get into it. All right, so I want to make this episode really as raw and real life as possible. So you may hear some mouse clicks and typing and things like that. Uh, This is really me doing what I do with sound and worship. Um, It's nothing fancy or anything like that. I'm just a normal, normal dude who likes worship music that is sound and has really good lyrics and comes from really good sources. So... I just wanted to kind of flesh out what Sound and Worship is about and some of the resources that we have. Um, You know, I say we because you guys are already a huge part of what Sound and Worship does and even some of the actual tools and resources that Sound and Worship has. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. The first thing I want to talk about today is the Sound and Worship Facebook group. And, you know, I realize that's something that I've mentioned before, but I feel like starting with it and starting with an overview of the the worship group and kind of, you know, something that I put together a couple of, of uh, a months ago or a month or so ago, just kind of outlining what the group is about. And really, the group kind of translate to what Sound and Worship is about, uh, Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, So I made a post, and I'm just going to read through it real quick and just kind of talk about, you know, maybe flesh out more of what it's talking about. But it says, what this group is about, discerning worship music and love. Now I'm going to stop right there because that can be taken several different ways. Uh, But basically, I just mean sharing the truth and love. Uh, There are plenty of quote-unquote discernment ministries out there that, they they don't seem to be doing it with loving motives, uh, and when you're doing that, you're just a clinging gong. Uh, nothing actually really good is coming from that. So, whenever I'd started sounding worship uh, almost two years ago, I didn't want it to be another kind of discernment ministry that just looks for every single possible thing wrong and just pounces on it and makes a story about it that just completely ridicules whoever the story is about. Um, I think there's enough of that. And, you know, I'm I'm not saying that there's not good discernment ministries. There certainly are. Uh, and there's a time to, you know, use satire. And uh, there's a time to point out laughable things that happen in the worship music world and, and uh, in Christianity and those who would name the name of Christ. So... I know there's a time and a place for that, but I wanted sound and worship to be a little bit different. And I realize I've only gotten like five words into this post, but that's just how it goes. I wanted it to be different in that I know that worship music is a very touchy topic. No one wants to hear that their worship music is coming from churches or people who are false teachers. I mean, it shouldn't be that way, but frankly, that's how it is. Uh, a lot of folks really hold worship music near and dear to their heart. Now, putting worship music on a pedestal like that in and of itself is not a good thing to do, but yet it's still, that's that's the reality. A lot of people, they just need to, to see the truth laid out with loving motives. Uh, if they're hearing another person you know, screaming at them about, you know, how awful the music is they're listening to, they're just gonna think you're crazy. So there's a reason why we share our arguments with gentleness and respect. Uh, that there's an actual purpose behind that. So I wanted sound and worship to be different in that regard. Thus discerning worship music and love. That's what sound and worship has set out to accomplish since its creation. The post goes on to say Some key things to keep in mind. We're not all going to land at the same place on each artist or ministry. There are many ministries, quote unquote, that can without a doubt be proven as false with Scripture. And when I say that, obviously I'm talking about Bethel, uh, Hillsong, Elevation, those kinds of groups who make it really evident. Continuing. However, there are some artists and ministries that get the gospel right and do things that some disagree with. Looking into this issue requires patience, discernment, and a willingness to be corrected. If I'm not correctable, I'm useless. By the same token, if I'm unable to defend sound doctrine with gentleness and respect, I'm still useless. Next point of that post. If we set out to correct with selfish motives, we're nothing more than a clanging gong. We strive to allow free speech in this group within reason. We want to be nothing like thought police or anything like that. If you read a comment you disagree with, simply provide a respectful reply. Really the whole point of that, uh, you know, point number two there in that post is there are so many Facebook groups out there that have the label Christian on them. And all it is is an all-out war in the comments. Uh, just snarky comments and just Christians who are taking jabs at each other and they're not really trying to come to the knowledge of the truth on on certain doctrines Uh, they're not trying to share their arguments with uh, you know good motives they're just trying to win in the comment section and I don't really think that accomplishes much third point of that post if you hold the belief that any artist with a Christian label is to be accepted, promoted, and used for worship with the body of Christ without thinking twice about it, you will likely not enjoy this group. You're welcome to stay and participate, but you likely won't enjoy it. The overall purpose of this group is to point each other to sound and biblical worship music and to make a change in the trend of using NAR and other blatantly false teaching ministries for worship music. We must do it with loving motives, even loving the people in those quote unquote ministries and praying for them. We must be respectful and we must strive to follow Christ. Please pray for this little Facebook group. Pray for the conversations that take place. Pray for God's will to be done. And that's that's an announcement post in the group. It's pinned at the top for that very reason. Uh, when someone enters this group, I, I want everyone to realize what this is about. This is not another place to, uh, you know, take hard jabs at each other and, and argue just rudely in the comment sections. It's not a place for that. Uh, we actually want to do something about worship music. Like it, we want to run out of material uh, to critique. That's, that's what I want. I want this to not even be a problem anymore. I I want Sound and Worship to be the place that you go to to just find worship music because there's just an abundance of great solid biblical worship music. Um, You know, a lot of ministries might just fall apart. And, you know, I hesitate to even call this a ministry. It's more of of kind of a project that I started, but hey, you might call it that. You might call it a ministry. with the goal of glorifying God and and working with each other to accomplish a task, but overall, you know, there's plenty of ministries that they wouldn't have anything to do if if there was actual change that took place. Um, and honestly, that's the goal of sound and worship. I, I want to, I want it to have to change completely. Like I want churches to really think about the worship music they're choosing. Um, I want churches to be intentional about what they're doing in, in worship music. I want it to be so that Bethel and Hillsong Elevation, and this might sound a little bit harsh, but I want it to be that churches are so far past those groups who create me-centered worship music, who... Teach false teaching and lead people astray. I want churches to be so far past that that it's not even a thing anymore. Like it's it's just not even a thing. It's like we're back in the days of hymns. Uh, and I realize not every hymn is perfect, but there wasn't this massive problem of people running to ministries because of music and and starting to just take in all the content that they want. And start hearing unbiblical lyrics in their in their heads all the time. That's that would be a much better place than where we are now. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I I I would love for sound and worship to just be a place to share great new music because all the new worship music is good. I would love for that to be the case. Right now, all worship music is not good. A lot of it, in fact, most of it is not. Uh, if you go off of what's played on the radio, or uh, this is no uh, you know, crack at CCLI, but if you go off of what is popular based on CCLI's algorithms and and statistics, uh, it's not looking good right now. But there are many, many people who are coming to the group and coming to other groups that are similar and, and really they're waking up to what's going on in worship music. Another post that I, that I wanted to highlight, and I hope you you know, hear these results. This was a poll that I posted uh, a couple of weeks ago. and gave everybody plenty of time to, to answer if they wanted to. But I hope it makes you think too um, about how you haven't always had it figured out with worship music. Uh, I don't think none of us really have it all figured out, but the poll goes as this: I posted a, a poll. It says, "How many people once cared very little slash not at all about the source of worship songs?" And so, you know, we have uh, I think a little over fifteen hundred members in the group now. Uh, we had about one hundred and forty-seven people participate in this in this poll. Uh, I mean, it's decent, you know, love for the other, uh, you know, 1,300 and whatever to participate, but that's all right. And, you know, we got some good data here. 131 out of the 147 checked. I once cared very little slash not at all. Only 16 people chose. I always cared deeply my entire Christian life. And hey, that's awesome. Maybe you were... uh Convicted at a young age, or, or young in your Christian walk, that you should really care about where your worship music comes from and, and the lyrics and things like that. Maybe you were discipled in that way. Uh, today, my this my awesome pastor's sermon was about discipleship. Uh, he he just preached the word, and he picked some excellent excellent worship songs. Um, and he was already doing that before I knew him. Uh, so it, it that's not because of me. That's just a pastor that cares about his flock. But just think about that. If my calculator did not lie to me earlier, that's about 89% of people who are in the group. These are people who care about worship music now. And they're saying that at some point in their life, in their Christian walk, they did not care either. Didn't care at all. They cared very little about where their worship music came from. Hey, and I'm one of those that checked the box. So that should tell you that people go from not caring to honestly not really knowing to care, which is not a great excuse, but it's the truth of it. People go from not really knowing to care to being very, very concerned about worship music and actually doing something about it. So... Just keep that in mind that when you talk to people about worship music, you might be faced with a lot of uh, you know people not really caring about what you're talking about. You might get ignored. Someone might change the subject, but you might be the the person who talks to someone about it, who makes them start thinking about it, and it just hits them. I know with me, I, I there's no telling how many uh, wretched radio episodes I listened to before I really took this this topic seriously. So. It can happen. And uh, here's come, here comes some of those mouse clicks that I was talking about. And I've got those mouse clicks going because I'm at soundandworship.com. And I don't know if you've been there lately. Uh, the website has been redesigned uh, pretty much a complete makeover. So hopefully you find it visually uh, pleasing and uh, something that looks, you know, trustworthy because it should be. Um, So if you head to soundandworship.com, one of the first things you'll see if you scroll down just a little bit is a little infographic that talks about the worship song cycle. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but it just hits on five points and it might be something that you, you you could print out or you could share on social media to really help people understand what happens with a worship song. So, the infographic reads as this. It's not long at all. So The first point is, the congregation hears and sings the song. Congregates are introduced to the song in the worship service. They sing it in worship of God. It must be full of truth. Second point, congregation takes the song with them. They'll be singing the song in their heads and out loud throughout the week. They'll be reminded of the message proclaimed. Third point, some search for more. Having the church's approval, since they used it, congregants may look for more from the source slash ministry. This is easily accomplished via social media. Four, new ministry's content consumed. If the source was sound, great. More sound teaching throughout the week. But if it was not, dot, dot, dot. And the last point, artist slash ministry funded. Churches are required to report to CCLI what songs they display during worship, CCLI distributes royalties to the artist accordingly. So that's the cycle of a worship song. A lot of people don't know that cycle. They don't know how important it is to choose wisely uh, when looking into worship music. So definitely something to keep in mind, something that you might share and uh, you might keep in your back pocket when talking to people about worship music and why it matters which songs you choose. Moving on, another resource that I've talked about on this podcast several times is the Sound and Worship Our Favorites playlist. And there are three different uh, mediums here to use. So Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So Spotify, for some reason, I guess that's the most popular one. I don't know. The last I checked, there was over 740 people following Sound and Worship the our favorites playlist which is really cool um it's a playlist that i didn't just make on my own uh it's constantly being updated and uh you know when new stuff comes out and uh it's being pruned and and that kind of thing it's not your typical playlist you know if you hop on to spotify they're gonna recommend whatever sells the most uh you know whatever everyone else is listening to uh, when they search for worship music you're gonna get bethel hillsong elevation maverick city all that, but this playlist is made by uh, myself a little bit, and you know I've organized which songs actually make it. But your suggestions, for sure, there are, there are worship groups in this playlist that I had never heard of before. Someone talked to me about it, and now you know it's full of of stuff that I would have never known. Uh, of course, you know you got. Some of the staples, Norton Hall Band, Sovereign Grace, music is in there. I'm just kind of scrolling through here. Uh, You know, of course, Matt Boswell, Matt Papa, um, all sorts of artists. Uh, One of the groups that I would have never found on my own. um, It's a group that I actually got to be a part of interviewing. One of its members is my Solomon Lines. Uh, They have some really, really good psalm songs that they've made. Some really, really good stuff there. Uh, And some others that I would have never found, like Joe Deegan. Um, You guys may not have never even heard of Joe Deegan. Uh, He's got some excellent music. Uh, There's a lot of people like emu music that you wouldn't have heard about. And one of the, the things that I always want to remind people is that it's not a list of perfect worship artists because that list doesn't exist. But this is a list of Artists who have no known uh, blatant false teaching that I've come across or that people in the group have really come across. Uh, these are not people who are partnering with Bethel Music a lot or uh, you know Hillsong Elevation, that kind of thing. There's actually a lot of thought put into this playlist. It's not just people who make catchy songs that everybody knows that makes you cry or have goosebumps on your arms when you hear it. It's not that. It's actually really, really good music uh, from some people that you would possibly know and some that you most likely don't know. So go and check that out. That's at soundandworship.com slash playlist. There are a couple of other ones on there as well uh, if you want to get some more ideas for some songs. uh, So feel free to check those out. Next resource, the soundandworship.com blog. This is really when I started the website. this was one of the main things that I started for. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> as far as making a website. Um, you know, as far as content goes, you know, I, I had to learn everything from scratch. but it's come a long way. I, I will say that. It's come a long way. But there are a lot of articles that you might find helpful. like if I'm scrolling through here. There's an article here called "Worship Leaders Must Use the the Music of False Teachers." Of course, that's designed to get your attention, but it, it just talks about how worship leaders just seem like they're they're just holding on to their worship music with a death grip, and they they don't want to hear about it. It just really kind of reveals the motives that some worship music wor- worship leaders have. Uh, Another one, discerning with the right motives, uh, worship music with millennials. Should my church use planet shakers music for worship services? You'll find a few articles like that about specific sources, uh, digital discernment, a how to, you know, that's for, for folks who might not be very tech savvy, but are, are exposed to content online. How do you discern that? Um, plenty of other articles on here. that that just talk about worship music, the the topic in general. Uh, Another one here, why we shouldn't sing the good songs from bad sources in worship. How to approach singing music in worship. How to ask your church to change its worship music. You know, stuff like that. How to choose a solid worship song. Uh, Breaking the chains of worship music lyrics. That's that's the most uh, recent blog article there. And I continue to add more there. Another resource the the refer Bible app, something I put together a good a good while ago at this point. There are a few different tools. It uses uh the translation that that it goes along with Bible Hub. I'm not sure if you've been there. It's a conservative translation, um nothing like the message or anything like that, but there's a couple of tools on there where you can uh, you know search for passages and hymns that align with those passages. Uh, you can uh, go through each chapter of the Bible and if there was a location reference uh, likely it will pop up and you can see where that would actually be on the map today there's a cross reference tab on the app where you can see all the many many cross references from the Old Testament uh, to the New Testament and things like that so you can go check that out when you have some time and this one uh, the one I'm about to talk about now really i think it is it's one of the most useful things on sound and worship and it's really new uh, if you keep up with sound and worship on social media you've likely heard about it but it's called worship music commentary and it is designed to really have a database full of worship music songs good bad in the middle and really just describe the song talk about the source if that's an issue And it'll be a place for people to come and look for songs. Say you heard a song in church and, uh, you know, say that you have been living under a rock and you have never heard of the song Reckless Love. And so you're like, oh, I wonder, you know, I wonder if there's any commentary about that song. You can come to soundandworship.com slash commentary, search for Reckless Love, and you'll see a commentary there about that song, about how it's from a Bethel music artist and how the lyrics are not biblical and and that kind of thing. You'll also find some really great, great songs on there. Uh, So if you're a worship leader or just someone who likes to find good worship music, head over to soundandworship.com slash commentary. Uh, There are 130 commentaries and counting. There's a place where you can request commentary. I've had a few people request uh, to have some songs looked into. Really appreciate that. Uh, You know, if you do request commentary, please keep it in the worship music genre. Uh, You know, something that I wouldn't probably write commentary on uh, would be, you know, something like Skillet. Uh, That's that's more of, um, you know, it's made by Christians. John Cooper, I listen to his podcast all the time, but that's not really the genre that Sound and Worship is is setting out to cover. So uh, keep that in mind. But yeah, head over to soundandworship.com slash commentary. And that really brings me to the final point. What would I want Sound and Worship to be about? Honestly, I want it to grow. And I want it to grow in only the greatest of ways. I want to add some some brothers and sisters to this movement more officially. Um, So pray with me about that if you don't mind. Uh, Pray that God's will will be done with Sound and Worship, that the goal will be accomplished, and that is to have people think about worship music, to discern worship music, discern the lyrics, and care about where the worship music comes from. Support artists who are not false teaching and lyrics that glorify God, that are not vague, that have a good gospel-centered message and you know worship songs that line up biblically. Not songs that are emotion driven, that are, you know, have no real message, uh, who may have underlying themes that align with the NAR. And if you're new to the NAR, I suggest you Google that. It's New Apostolic Reformation. And if you, uh, you know, have some free time on a Saturday, you could probably spend about five hours learning about it because it is quite an interesting topic. Yeah, you know, Justin Peters talks about it all the time. You might check out his content. But yeah, I I want this to grow. Um, I want it to grow organically. Uh, you know, um, you know. Maybe maybe some ads might be a good idea at some point. But I think the way Sound and Worship has grown for a long, long time now, uh, just by people finding the group. Uh, I know people find Sound and Worship by searching online. Uh, the article what, about Bethel Music. That we have, or Bethel Church, really in general, has been viewed over ten thousand times. Uh, that page has, so people are finding it and people are reading it. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of room to grow, though, and not to grow in a way that glorifies us. Um, you know, you and I. Worship music has never been about us. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. We are are called to worship Him in spirit and truth. Jesus lived a sinless life. He died on the cross for our sins. He rose again and He sits at the right hand of the Father. We are to glorify God and worship Him. And as soon as it becomes about us, we have completely missed it. So any growth that Sound and Worship has, may it be used to glorify God and may it be used in this kind of battle that we have today where people are not taking worship music seriously. I hope that you'll pray about that and uh, pray that God's will be done with sound and worship in every aspect. And until next time, see you guys later.